Hello, I'm Charles Christian and I'm talking today to Jim Stanley who's the CEO of Nexum Software. Nexum are going to be in action in 10 days time at the LawTech Futures event and we're going to be talking to Jim about some of the issues that his company have encountered and experiences in the legal market. Um, first of all, Jim, uh, tell us a little bit more about the company. Uh, Nexum was um, formed about seven years ago. Um, we've been in the legal in a sector um, since the mid-90s as a team. Our previous company was a company called um, the Beaver Corporation, um, which was very active in the 90s, um, providing debt recovery and litigation software to the legal market and local authority. That company was um, bought out in early 2001, and um, we basically um, reformed that business with the team um, under the banner of, of, of Nexum um, some, some years later. Right. And are you active in just the legal market or are you in other markets as well? No. Um, we, we, made, we, we kind of had a, a couple of years to sort of plan the business really and decided that we would first focus on um, what we would call a contract to cash process because we were trying to find something that was not horizontal, it's vertical to every type of business. So we developed um, the suite of software really to deal with that contract to cash process. And that initially encompassed um, corporates. So our corporate clients um, include people like Persia Citroen Finance, Travis Perkins, uh, Woolsey, First Utility, South East Water, etc. And, um, and more recently, we've done work with Heineken. Um, and then that naturally, because we had a, a legacy, I guess, legal market, we began to look at the, 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 the contract to cash process in the legal market, um, and that's really where we are today. Right. When you say contract to cash, that is really, I suppose, uh, for people who aren't finance directors, the, the cash flow element, the bit between taking on the work and actually getting paid for it at the end. It's all about money in the bank, Charles, and, yeah. and, and the profit that's associated to that. So there's, there's only really two things we focus on. One is the... The, the level of profit in terms of um, what's been written off, etc., and how we can make that more profitable, and then how quickly we can materialise that cash um, into our customers, our clients' bank accounts by using the technology and our know-how. Right, so for a lot of people, the idea of writing off um, money owed is an odd concept, but is this widespread problem in legal? Yeah, I think, I think it, not just legal, I think in professional services. I mean, w the, the biggest... Um, Revelation to me, and it should have been obvious, but it, it just wasn't. All of our corporates have, um, you know, products as, as you know, the products are hard, surfaced, you know, machines, consumable drinks, etc. Um, whereas the legal market or any professional service market um, organisation is people based, mm -hmm. um, and people, as we all know, intrinsically by nature, are, are flawed. Um, some are good communicators, some are good organisers, administrators, etc. When you have a lawyer. Um, responsible for dealing with a client, responsible for billing the client, responsible for communicating with a client, um, it's, it goes to reason that there's going to be some issues in terms of you know, um, misunderstandings, etc. And we found the legal market in particular is a high level of write-off. I mean, we've seen cases of you know, 10, 15, 20% of WIP being written off through scope creep and other reasons. Um, and then that, that was really a revelation to us that there was a, uh, there was a need and where there's, a, where there's a need, there was, there was room for us to move into. And that's really how we decided to enter the legal market. Right. So I'm running a law firm and I've got issues with my 
converting uh, work in progress into cash. Um, how would your system come in? How would, how would, how, how would you help my organisation? I think the, the, the first point I want to try and um, um, convey to people is that um, we don't believe that frame technology at the problem is going to help. Yeah, it's not. Um, the first question we ask um, a prospective client is what result are you looking at? What's the current measurement? Um, we look at their lockup, for example, their realisation, their utilisation rates. And if we feel that they are um, way above the average, that indicates there's a root cause problem within the firm that we, can, we know of our experience we mm -hmm. can address. We then spend um, a fair amount of time advising and looking in detail at the areas that are behind those root causes. And then we propose to the client to focus our technology on that particular area initially to get a short-term impact. And I think Herbert Smith, one of our recent clients, was a perfect example of that, where we just focused on a particular area of the business to help them improve the performance of that mm -hmm. area. Our technology is all about um, improving communication, visibility and awareness. So that our view is that if you've got visibility, awareness and accountability, um, you can then identify and pinpoint and improve the areas in the business from an operational perspective. So that, that's really where we come in. That's what, that's, that's what our approach would be. Right. Okay. So um, your system then would help a firm identify which fee earners, which lawyers, the product of the company, of the firm, where there are problems, where there are issues. Yeah. Um, then what happens after that? Is it down then to the firm to talk nicely to the lawyer in question or can your system offer some solutions to help them? Yeah, I mean, to give you, a, to give you an example, um, a, real a, real life, um, a real life example, some partners, many partners have issues with information in terms of when they have time to look at the administration side of their job. They're under enormous pressure today to not only bill, but achieve other metrics and targets within the firm. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, a shrinking pool of work and there's more, there's more parties going to the pool yeah. to drink from it. So under enormous pressure. So they don't really have the time to respond to emails. They don't have the time to look through spreadsheets and reports. So we've focused on providing them with um, a mobile platform technology so that they will, for example, in the iPhone, iPad app, they will suddenly get an alert that they've got 16 things to look at. Those 16 things are driven by our software, which is driven by the work processes we've, we've agreed with the firm in advance through the consultancy and advice. And those events will then ask the lawyer to answer certain questions. This particular client, for example, and matter is 20% within, um, within the fee estimate, but it's only halfway through the cycle of work. Mm -hmm. There's a chance of scope creep. Can you please review and advise? So the very, very specific and targeted actions and questions. So the one thing we're not doing is asking the lawyer to delve through lots of information. Right. We're asking questions. Yeah. And all I have to do is answer them. Those answers then go back into the technology that then drives it to do something different. Mm -hmm. So what would that then do if it was back into the technology? It would then... It would go back in. I mean, yeah, one, one example that we had recently was, um, obviously, you look at exposure limits. And yeah. there was one particular client that we, we, we had, in, uh, sorry, one particular matter that was in one of our clients' environments, and they had, they had current bills outstanding of a high value. They had WIP building up of another value, and it was one of their, their, their massive corporate accounts. So clearly the exposure limit had been exceeded. Mm -hmm. um, historically, those exposure limits had been exceeded and they would be chasing that corporate client for several months mm -hmm. um, 
to try and reduce that and negotiate with them. Um, our software basically then gave them an early warning right. um, system, a bit like a radar system, yeah. so that from, from the point that we got involved and our technology was being used, they suddenly knew two months in advance that they were about to hit an issue in two months' time, which gave them, gave them more than ample time to talk to the client and discuss the bills outstanding, discuss the way the work was building up and try and reach a compromise or try and encourage them to pay quicker, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the biggest problem, if you look at some law firms recently that have um, encountered financial issues, um, I think we can mention Cobbitz because mm. it's yeah. public domain, um, they ran out of time. Mm. Um, and many law firms, I think today, um, the SRA have reported that there's 100 plus firms at the moment that are facing financial difficulty over the next 12 months. Yeah. What they can't allow is to run out of time. You run out of time, that's it. Yeah. It's game over. What we give them is an early warning device. And we also show them the areas to focus on to take away the problem in the future. Right, that makes a lot more sense, yes. So uh, to sort of recap, it's not a new type of billing system that you've got. It's, no. it's um, a management information reporting yeah. KPI type it's an early warning system, a, but an early warning system. Yeah, and a very sophisticated one where we have, for example, we've got algorithms built into the workflows. We'll look at, we'll look at specific behavior of a, a lawyer and so that particular lawyer is poor at communicating with clients around additional requirements. That poor communication results in scope creep. Mm -hmm. So we identify that mm -hmm. and then we make mm -hmm. sure that as that lawyer works those matters, yeah. he's under a special monitor to ensure there's no scope creep. Mm -hmm. Or if it, be, if it looks like there's gonna be scope, scope creep, the organization alerted and yeah. it's discussed and then somebody discusses it with the client and it's resolved. So you're creating that potential write-off element into a profit opportunity. Um, I th yeah, it's worth saying, um, Charles, sorry, is that we don't replace any um, PMS system or accounting system. Um, mm -hmm. We sit on top, we complement, um, and yeah, we're using the you know, latest technology to take information from them and exchange information. So we see ourselves, I think Hey Tyler at um, Herbert Smith, and he's, he's quite happy I use this quote, yeah. um, he, he, he said we were like fairy dust technology. Whatever you've got currently, it's legacy, you sprinkle a bit of the next one on the top, and it adds something different to it. Perfect, perfect. Um, slightly going off a tangent here, but are you seeing law firms changing their management structures to reflect this issue? Because I think we're all agreed, lawyers are good at law, they're not necessarily good at administration. Um, are people bringing in project managers or, you know, as opposed to, it's down to the finance director to twist someone's arm? How, how are firms tackling this? I think two, two sides to that. One, for our, our marketing activity, um, within the top 100 firms, there's 15, I think it might be 16 um, financial directors that are no longer um, at those firms. And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a change that's occurred in the last six to eight months. Mm -hmm. um, there's a massive change in that area. Somebody once said to me that um, there's an enormous pain for many people to change, but they never change until the pain becomes too great. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, law firms are in that world mm -hmm. now where, yes, they are bringing in external project managers and advisors. Um, we've worked very closely, for example, with Ernst & Young, who are in at the moment auditing a wide range of law firms and PwC when they're looking at you know, working capital improvement. Um, the trouble is that many of these projects can take one to two years. Mm -hmm. 
and many law firms don't have one to two, really. one to two yeah. months. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they've got short-term um, uh, goals uh, or, or objectives. So they're having to do things, they're, they're having to listen, but they're scared, Charles. And I think that throwing technology and things at a problem isn't going to help. It's a much deeper-rooted understanding of how to then just chunk the whole improvement process mm-hmm. and, and initially focus on some short-term objectives that will deliver a very short-term gain. And turning to your own uh, solutions, what are they, we're not talking about precise prices, but in terms of costs, what can a firm expect to uh, pay it back on? What sort of return on investment? We only um, engage on a project if there's a 12-month return investment. Right. Um, one of the first questions we ask is, one, what's the result you're looking for? And then we look at how, they're, how, financially, how financially fit are they and how do they compare the rest of the market. So we've got some law firms at the moment we've optimised enormously. Um, you know, top term firms like Herbert Smith and, and, and smaller firms as well. So we use them as benchmarks and we look at whether or not the, the target firm could improve to the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that decision is made around the mindset of the firm, um, whether or not they've got the, um, the, the mindset to change. Uh, are we going to be a Band-Aid yeah. or are we you know, a proper cure? And we don't yeah. want to be Band-Aids. I mean, I think I've been involved, you know, in the early sort of late 80s and that, as an IT manager in law firms, there's been lots of Band-Aid technology yeah. and um, it's painful. I and mean, we yeah. don't want to be a Band-Aid uh, provider. Yeah, to sort of sum up on them, um, you're seeing technology as part of the solution, not as not, a substitute for tackling yeah. the root issues. Yeah, I mean, one, one law firm we're dealing with at the moment, they have a very acute cash problem. Um, and we've advised them that in the short term, technology cannot help. And our advice to them is to be to outsource yeah. the problem. So we've advised them to outsource their, their lockup, in essence, um, to take on a professional team of advisors that will contact the clients and, in essence, chase the bills. Um, again, using our technology, but not their people. Yeah. Um, it's using a dedicated team because they don't have the team in place at the moment to do that. So outsource the problem. And then maybe once you've outsourced the problem and you've optimised it, then transfer it back in-house mm-hmm. and get the team up and running. Yeah. So it's not always about the technology, it's about the problem really and what yeah. drives it. And just looking to the future, what plans does Nexum have for its solutions, products over the next immediate foreseeable future? We look, we look at the next 12 months, really, um, in terms of our own de- developments. Um, obviously, the, the, I'm quite worried about sort of mobile platforms and how they've been used and sometimes abused. Um, we tend to use mobile platforms because lawyers are mobile. When they're on a train using apps, it's dead time and they've got time to look at things you want to look at. Um, we'll, be, we'll be doing lots more of that. Um, we're also looking at um, integrating social um, networking into the applications to provide more of a BD benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't hide the fact that, you know, I'm, I am in sales and marketing. And I look at law firms, look at their BD functions and the way they market and sell to the markets. And there's enormous opportunity for growth in those markets. Uh, and I think with ABS and purpose-built, you know, corporate platforms entering the legal market that are very slick at selling and marketing and providing high levels of service, I think our products will look at initially making the law firms financially fit mm-hmm. and then making the law firms you know, financially advantageous so they can go out there and win and take business. 
Yeah. So they become more of a corporate in terms of their approach from the back end to the front end, they're slick. Yeah. And if I look at people like, you know, Peugeot, Citroen Finance and Heineken, two of our clients, I mean, Peugeot, Citroen can identify a core component in their vehicle that affects the overall cost of the product in the marketplace. As the price in the marketplace changes, they change the components that go into the car mm-hmm. to ensure they maintain their profit margins. Yeah. Now, I can see law firms being able to do that in the future. But I think there's a massive gap in mindset at the moment. And I think there'll be some victims um, in, in, in the meantime, really. Mm-hmm. Plenty of food for thought there. Um, thank you very much, Jim. Thank you, Charles.